Good morning. We are back, praise the Lord, on this Thursday, the 14th day of September. And uh, we'll get going here for daybreak. Something happened. happened. You guys there? We're going to sing a song, a Fanny Crosby song. Yeah, just it just started. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a
So how's uh, Joshua this morning? No good. No boy, no. Still sick this morning. So, Mr. Joshua came down with some sickness, guys. Yesterday uh, morning. Yesterday morning, so I know he'd appreciate all your prayers if you just lift up some prayers for him so he could get through this today. Yesterday and today, we spent the last two days, uh, the long days, when you count driving, very long days, and uh, recording, we're recording, uh, trying to record four new songs, and so I'm happy about that, uh, but we're kind of tired, a little bit tired, and one of the reasons I sung Blessed Assurance this morning is because I wanted to remember uh, Miss Fanny Crosby. Now, the Homeschool Dramatic Society is performing the life of Fanny Crosby at Cookville Performing Arts Center beginning tonight. Fanny Crosby uh, is a blind hymn writer, wrote over 8,000 hymns. And so there's no doubt that you know many of the hymns that she wrote, even if you didn't know she was the one who wrote them. So Blessed Assurance is one of those wanted to also remind you that tomorrow night we are going to have a celebration out at Providence, uh, Providence Community Church. Uh, Bot Rivka will be with us. She is from Israel. She lives in southern Israel. She is in America right now. And uh, she is going to be with us because she's going to be in Nashville on Saturday. So we're going to have her at Providence in Hartsville on Friday night. And uh, we will open up for her. The Nesbitts will open up for her. And uh, we hope and pray and look forward to having a great, great time. I want to encourage you to invite people, bring people. We're going to try to gather together about 530 uh, for food, 530 to 7 to eat together. And then at 7, we'll kick off the celebration over in the church house. That so, won't you come? Bring a dish to share. Yeah, meal. bring a dish to share meal. So, yeah, if you're coming to the meal, if you're coming to eat, bring something to share with everybody and uh, we will share together. All right. Well, I know you guys have been praying for us and I thank you so much for praying for us. It is exciting for us to get these things down. We're uh, taking some steps in faith. If the, the rest of this week goes according to plan. Let me put it this way. If it goes according to plan, our life is seriously changing as, after tomorrow and in a good way. And uh, we can do and plan to do more and more ministry. So just keep us in your prayers. And if you don't know what to pray, just say, God, let the Nesbits be in service to your kingdom. And in the center of your will. And in the center of your will. Amen. Amen. So Proverbs, let's dive into Proverbs. We are in chapter 20 starting today. And uh, we had kind of a long introduction. But chapter 20, we're starting today. Verse 1 says this. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Now, I've always 
my, my desire is to teach the Bible in context so people understand the context of Scripture. Probably most of you know this, but if you don't know this, wine is a very common theme throughout the Bible. It has much to do in the Feast of the Lord. For instance, uh, Passover. Uh, the Feast of Passover of the deliverance from Egypt to the children of Israel has four glasses of wine in it. The third glass of wine is called the glass of redemption. This is the glass that the Lord would have taken and blessed. And then he said, this is my blood that is shed for the remission of sins. It's the cup of redemption. And so uh, he, is, he, he, he has established communion by that. And so just to say that wine was a common place in Jewish thought of the day. However, it needed to be said and known that you must not be deceived by it or led astray by it. And it's not wise to, because why? Because wine, it says, is a mocker. It means it can cause people to be mockers and also uh, a brawler and you get into fights. Basically, you could say this this way. The scripture, this proverb is saying drunkenness is stupid <laughs> and leads to fights. And if you're deceived by it or led astray by it, it's not wise. You're not being very smart, okay? And so uh, do not be led astray by wine or strong drink. Do not be taken off course. Do not be deceived by it. New Testament would say this. Apostle Paul would say, do not be given to it. Do not be taken in by it, right? Do not be given to it. And so it's a very important proverb to remember uh, that we need to have wisdom and have our wits about us. And uh, most people, I'd say you just need to leave it alone altogether because all it's going to do is lead to trouble in your life. Just stay away from it. Amen. So verse 2 says, The wrath of a king is like the roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sins against his own life. This is just like 1912. 1912 talked about the wrath of the king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion. Lion, excuse me, but his favor is like dew on the grass. The favor of the king. So here in 20 verse 2 is basically saying, don't tick off the king. And if you tick off the king, you're sinning against your own life, against your own self. Why? Because the king has the power to kill you. <laughs> All he's got to do is snap his finger and say, do away with him or her. And it's over. Verse 3. Proverbs 20, verse 3. What, babe? Um, nothing. I'm just experiencing technical difficulties. I can't seem to get on. Anyone. I can't see anybody. Okay, so Lisa isn't on there talking with you this morning. Amen. Well, that's okay. She'll get it up and talk to you in a bit, I'm sure. It is honorable for a man to stop striving since any fool can start a quarrel. Any fool can start a fight. 
anybody can start a fight. You can start a fight on the road, in traffic. The last couple of days, we've been in a whole lot of traffic. Matter of fact, uh, the studio that we are recording in is in Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, we ended up going 840 and kind of bypassing because in the middle of Nashville, in the mornings and in the evenings, is absolutely crazy. And I could see it being very easy to get in in brawls and in fights. But it says, honor, it is honorable for a man to stop striving. It is good to stop striving. It doesn't mean there's not good things to fight for. Okay? But any fool can start a quarrel. It's a wise and honorable man that can get out of one. So we need to look at a way to stop. Stop striving if we can. Amen? Verse 4. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Isn't it amazing how often Proverbs talks about being lazy? Not being willing to work. As I've shared over and over, but we need to keep sharing. It's an agricultural society. If you did not plow, if you did not sow, you did not reap. If you didn't plant your crops, you did not reap a harvest. And this proverb says, because the lazy man will not plow, if he doesn't plow, he won't sow. And because he won't, because, oh, it's just too cold. It's too cold. There's always an excuse for the lazy one. Always an excuse for those who won't, Right? But if he won't plow because it's too cold, guess what? He's going to be begging, please give me some food. Please give me some food. Right? And that's like today. I mean, we have, we have in our culture today, now we don't live in an agricultural culture anymore. We trade these things called dollar bills. But we have people all the time on the side of the road Asking for money. Sometimes you look at them and you're like, get a job. You're working really, really hard out here begging. Why don't you just get a job, right? Now, I encourage you to follow the Spirit of the Lord because God's children are very kind. And sometimes you'll feel the Spirit encouraging you to help someone even though they're in this shape by their own choices. But God helps us through a lot of terrible mistakes in our life. Amen? So listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit. You need to listen to the Spirit every time. But we, are, we should be kind, charitable givers. We should be givers. But we want to, as much wisdom as we have... We want to be able to sure to be sure to give to those who are truly destitute rather than those that are destitute just because they're lazy. New Testament, the Apostle Paul says, look, I've told you, if a man won't work, he shouldn't eat. Right? So God give us wisdom in this because I do love to help people at the same time. 
I love to help people sometimes it's in the shape they're in because of their own mistakes and bad choices because God does that. We just need to listen to the Lord. Amen. And be very careful because you don't want to give. You don't want to enable. You don't want to enable. Good. I like that. You don't want to enable someone to remain. Sometimes people really have to hit bottom before they'll turn around and wake up. I used to run a men's shelter and I kind of had a three-strike rule. You know, if you're in the men's shelter, I'm helping you. I'm helping you get a job. I'm helping you get your license. I'm helping you. You mess over me. Okay, that's one strike. After three, I remember I put a guy out. I'm like, you got to go. He said, where am I going to go? I said, I don't know, but you got to go. He said, Brother Scott, I'm going to have to sleep under a bridge. I said, well, that's where you're going to have to sleep, son. Got no choice. Now, three years, about three years later, I saw him again, and he thanked me for putting him out. He told me that he was sleeping on a park bench, and finally he woke up and was like, I've got to change. So it took absolutely hitting bottom for him to turn around. But that's why we have to listen to the Lord. We just got to listen to the Lord. That's all I know to say. You know, if you're walking with the Lord, then listen to the Spirit within you because God is speaking to you. Amen. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So the imagery here is of a well, okay? We we live here in Defeated Creek, Tennessee, and we have a well. We've Lisa and I have lived here since 19... 91, right, babe? Yes. We moved up here in 1991. We have a well. Our well goes down 150 feet. So if I were to drop a bucket and a rope, I'd have to have a long rope to pull up water. However, I have what's called a submersible pump that I drop down in the very bottom of it, and then it just pumps water up to the house. But Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, saying sometimes that counsel is down deep in a man. It's deep in a person. But if you're wise, you want to draw it out. You want to have wisdom and ask questions and draw out that wisdom and draw out that good counsel that's deep. You know, there's different levels to all of us. We have the shallow us, the normal us, and then the deep us. A lot of times, it's hard, like in churches and Christian circles, it's hard to get to know each other deeply. But it's good to. It's really good to. And draw out that wisdom and that understanding. Verse 6. Was you able to get on yet, sweetheart? I was on my phone. Trying to... Getting on your phone? Trying to... Trying to just comment a little bit on my phone. So, verse 6. Look on my computer is like... It messed up. Yeah, but I checked some other places. I can go, like I can check the bank accounts. So like Facebook. Just Facebook is gone. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. It just came up. Chapter 20, verse 6. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. Most people love to brag. Most men love to brag on themselves. Most people like to brag on themselves. 
we're kind of living in that culture. Now, don't misunderstand me and do not take offense because there's a lot of pictures that we take of our families and what we're doing that's good. But we do kind of live in a selfies society to where um, there's just a lot of things going on. You know, most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? A faithful person is so important to the Lord, are they not? Now, as soon as I read this this morning, I think, who can find a faithful man? And I thought about my stepfather. His name is Roger Fisher. He's married to my mother. My mother has dementia. And she's at home. And hospice comes in like twice a week. But what a faithful man, faithful to the Lord and faithful to his covenant to his wife. And you know, he told me the other day, he said, I have never loved her more than I love her now. Just in taking care of her. You know, God loves faithfulness. He loves faithfulness. May the Lord help us to be more faithful. Uh, the apostles... In the New Testament, Jesus said uh, that it's required of stewards that a man, be, a man be found faithful, right? So God looks for faithful men to entrust things to, to entrust authority in the kingdom to. He looks for faithful sons and daughters to be able to trust things to. Amen. Won't you be one? Amen. Amen. So we'll end with verse 7 today. The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Now, you know, the righteous man, most of these, when it says the righteous man, man here is in italics. means it's added for understanding. So the righteous walks in integrity. God loves a faithful and he loves integrity. And integrity blesses the home. One that has integrity, integrity in their life, parents who have integrity in their life, it's going to bless the home and it's going to bless the children. His children are blessed after him. This carries on. It carries on down for generation after generation. And the home is blessed because of integrity faithfulness, honesty, doing what's right. I preached last Sunday, I preached about that it is time, the church has to do what's right. We have to speak up. You know, I thank God for people like Kirk Cameron and Kevin Sorbo. and oh, yeah. I, I just reposted something from Kevin Sorbo this morning on the CWOW Facebook page, Brave Books, you know, and I mean, these guys, you know, are stepping out. Uh, what's what's that guy that we like? The, you know, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro. These guys are stepping up. Thank God for these guys, not just them, Candace Owens. There's men and women that are stepping up and saying, let's get God back in our culture. And Kevin Sorbo said, I, he said, uh, I'm sick of the, what did, what did he say? The silent Christian majority. That's what he called it. He said, it's time, Hollywood is going to destroy our families and our kids 
And the silent Christian majority has got to start start speaking up. Amen. I agree with it. I agree that with integrity, faithfulness, honesty, masculinity for boys to grow into men, it's got to get back in our culture. Amen? Yep. I'll tell you. Will in. She'll come over here and say what she wants to say, and then we'll jump off. Okay, so, um, you know, we get afraid to talk because we do see all these things changing, um, TV and Hollywood and media and all this stuff, and it really looks like we're severely outnumbered now, you know, even if you... But we're not outnumbered. Even if the if you look at um, voting and the polls and all this kind of stuff, it still looks like um, more conservative people are outnumbered. But it's just it's not, not true. really true no, because I have found that, you know, I, I told a while back that okay, occasionally the Lord moves on my heart to speak to somebody or pray to, for somebody at gas pumps. I don't get out of the house much. <laughs> so anyway, and I'm always scared to do it because I'm always so afraid that mm -hmm. I'm going to come across somebody that like hates Christians or something, you know. So there's this little fear, um, mm -hmm. like what, they're going to. Poor gas and set me on fire at the gas pump. You know, I mean, I don't know why I'm afraid because the enemy, uh, God has not given me a spirit of fear. So every time, every time that I have done this so far, they have said yes and let me pray with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amen. Every single time. And it has amazed me. I did have one little girl that said, no, I'm good. And I said, really? Everything in your whole life is great? That is awesome let's praise the lord about that and she goes well my family you know yeah. so i mean it's just been amazing and it's given me hope mm -hmm. i mean god put it on me to do for others but what it's done is given me hope Amen. because i'm seeing that we don't need to believe the lie we're not alone you know recently there was this push throughout our country led by i think it was led by kirk cameron but it's about the brave books and because, you know, drag queens been going into uh, libraries and reading these horrific, ungodly, sadistic books to kids. And uh, so there was this move, you know, to wake up families. And Kirk was saying, meet me in the libraries. And there's some of the libraries that canceled him, didn't let him come. But if you look at the statistics, families are waking up all over. People are, are like, yeah, this is crazy. This has to stop, right? It has to change. How is it going to change? The silent right. majority. Just just be real and just be true and quit being afraid. Yeah. Quit. It is not okay for drag queens to read to your little children and tell little boys that they need to be girls and girls that they need to be boys. That's not okay. That's not what integrity does. That's not what faithfulness is. That's not God's way. And... Look, we love people. Let's just love them and tell the truth. Love people, but love means you've got to stand for truth. You have to. We have to. Right. It's time to we, be strong. It's time to, stand to wake up. The principles of the one true Amen. God. We yep. have to. Amen. And I shared last week, I think, about my friend that went to the library trying to find her, her child a book, and everything in there was witchcraft or incantation. We're coming up on the. Um, 
season of the haunts, you know, yeah. and so there's going to be a lot of that going around, but just in the libraries. So I think that we could see, like we have seen in the movie theaters, uh, when Sound of Freedom was released. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. through the roof. Yeah. If we would just stand up and support some of these things, support these like people, Brave Books, standing up. Yo, you know, maybe, maybe sub, sub, even if you don't have children, subscribe to that yeah. and donate the books to the library. Yeah, amen. You know, let's get some good stuff out so there. So why don't we end just praying for our communities? And Father, in the name of Jesus, we are praying for faithfulness to rise yes, up in the churches, faithfulness yes, to rise up in the communities, faithfulness to uh, for men and women to be strong, to love you and love what's right and stand for what's right, yes. not be intimidated, not be scared, uh, but be people of integrity, be people of the book, be people who change the culture and help the culture see you not go along with the culture that hates you. So Father, I just, I pray God for this awakening to take place in every culture, every area that maybe daybreak is being watched even uh, at this time, Lord, that, uh, that integrity and faithfulness will come into those communities in the name of Yeshua. In the name of Jesus, we yes. pray. Amen. All right, let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, love you, saints. Thank you for being here. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Only two day breaks this week. <laughs> but thank you for being here.